0: Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to episode 42 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. This week, there is no guest. It is me. It's a solo episode uh, this week. And what I did was I kind of combined the Boonie 5 spot, which I did as a podcast episode, back in early November, and I'm combining that with a typical Ask Boonie podcast. And I feel like a lot of you have sent in questions, well, not really questions, but you've sent in requests uh, for my commentary on certain topics, and there weren't a lot of kind of like, Boonie, I need your advice uh, questions, so it's kind of like a five-spot Ask Boonie mashup. And I'm gonna talk about you know some pop culture stuff with the Golden Globes coming up, the holidays and Kwanzaa, yes Kwanzaa, and um, even some TV shows. I know I got quite a bit of um, tweets, and I got not tweets. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know where my mind is. I got a few DMs about she's gotta have it asking me to talk about that. And so that's what we're gonna do on this episode. So stay tuned for that. But now it is time for Boonie's pick of the week. And um, you guys have gotta been living under a rock if you have not heard about cryptocurrency. And so my pick of the week, it's not actually cryptocurrency, it's the hype around cryptocurrency this has been like i've heard about um if you're not familiar with cryptocurrency let me back it up that's like bitcoin um it's probably the most popular one that everyone's heard about and the reason why the hype is here is because it hit um 10,000 i think about two or three weeks ago and so it's been surging like crazy recently and so that is the hype because people have become millionaires they're like i invested in you know bitcoin when it was only three hundred dollars and now i think i believe it's sitting at like nineteen thousand 000 right now so <laughs> those people made out so lucky and i will say i have fallen into the hype i know i've set up a coinbase account yes they they got me I put a few little dollars in there. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts, following people on Twitter, reading websites and blogs about it because I am so intrigued about it. And I got to be honest, I don't really understand how someone was able to just decide I'm going to make a digital currency. Um That's genius within itself, and I wish I had thought about it, (laughs) quite frankly. And what I've also learned is that people don't really even know who this person is. Like, they know a name. But once it took off, he's kind of, like, faded into the background, which is quite fascinating as well. And so even though Bitcoin is the most popular um, cryptocurrency, I think it has the most brand recognition, there are so many others. It's like LinkCoin, DragonCoin, PowerCoin. It's so many of them. And I have just been soaking up this knowledge because the technology is well above my comprehension level. <laughs> I really don't even still understand what blockchains are. And that's kind of like the the main driving function, the technology behind cryptocurrency, but I keep listening to podcasts and I'm trying to figure out how this works how I can put in a good investment so I can recoup later. I literally know someone once it hit 10K, they haven't been to work since because they said their portfolio made them a millionaire and not even just like, oh, 1 million, like they're like a multimillionaire, which is fucking incredible. So go to that person. So, yeah, that's the hype. Let me know. Send me a tweet or a DM if you're investing in it, if you understand it, if you become a millionaire. um, Yeah, let me know. And if it's someone that you think is dope, that should come on the Boonie Breakdown podcast to kind of do a layman's third grade edition of what cryptocurrency is and explain the hype a little bit more that would be awesome. All right, so let's get into this housekeeping for the week. Uh, You know, after this episode, there's only one episode left. Yes, it's one episode next week in season two, and that is it. We'll be back for season three on February 5th. So mark your calendars, okay? I keep telling you, I've given you lots of warnings about it. So February 5th, Season three will be back, and then can you believe it'll be almost a year of the boonie breakdown podcast? So insane, so crazy. Um, also, don't forget you can send in a voicemail so you can use the function on the booniebreakdown.com on any page on the side, you will see a button that says send voicemail. They're very short, 90 seconds. You don't have to leave an email address and or a name. So it can be totally anonymous. But if you would love to be featured on an episode of the Boonie Breakdown, or you just have a question, or you have a suggestion, but you just want me to hear it in your lovely voice, feel free to shoot a voicemail. As always, you can send a uh, tweet if you follow us on Twitter at Breakdown. You can also... Uh, Send a DM on Instagram as well. If you follow us there, the Boonie Breakdown, you can send a message, leave a comment on a post on Facebook. We're also the Boonie Breakdown there. Uh, you can send an email, Breakdown at gmail.com. I make myself so accessible to you, and I r- literally respond to everything you guys send me. And so, with that being said, I want to thank you all for the birthday wishes from episode 41. I, um, Was happy to get them from you, whether it was an email or a comment on uh, Instagram post or the tweets. It was awesome. And I really, really appreciate all of you taking the time out just to say happy birthday for the start of year 33 for me. And um, I know a few of you enjoyed that episode because I shared, if you haven't checked it out yet, but I've shared... My goals for year 33 along with 2018 and uh, EB1908 on Instagram said happy birthday. Such a good episode and you perfectly articulated my issue when I was planning my 2018 planning party transparency and energy matter lisa (laughs) and it does it really does matter the energy energy that you have in the room while you're trying to manifest and plan out your goals and your hopes and wishes for the upcoming year so i know we're in that countdown where it's only like two weeks left in 2017 so i hope some of you guys um If you haven't begun to think about how you want your 2018 to be, you should start now. Go check out episode 41. I lay out smart goals and just, you know, an easy way to just make your goals happen in 2018. So that is it for this intro. Let's get ready to break it down. all right guys so let's get into episode 42 and I want to take a moment um to say that I've kind of um grouped together some of the questions and requests that I received for commentary um and so it might not be if you sent in something I'd did respond via email or whichever method that you chose to communicate with me in. So it might not be exactly what you asked because I decided like, oh, I think I could merge these uh, topics together. So that is my caveat if you are listening intently waiting for a response. So first thing I want to talk about, I got a few DMs asking why hadn't I said anything about the me too movement and um yeah (laughs) I, i i have not done anything on the podcast or really anything on a social media site um about it and i would like to hope but you can't assume things about people But I would like to hope that you guys would think that I was in favor of this movement. Um, One reason why I haven't spoken about it is because I feel like sexual assault um, and sexual harassment can be a huge trigger topic for some people. And so I would not want to... um, misspeak or to say things that could trigger people without having the proper professionals included in the conversation and so I applaud every single person and I'm not just going to say women but Um, But I applaud every single person who's come forward to share their stories of sexual assault in various industries. Um, Now we're starting to see this trickle not only from the Hollywood and entertainment space, but now we're starting to see it venture into the sports arena. And so I just think that when people um, question why do people... Uh, hold this in or they don't speak out immediately It it's astounding to me because it's like they know this is the backlash if you're going to accuse some rich and powerful people of sexual assault and sexual misconduct that is a huge risk to play and so for some people it might just be easier to say I'd rather hold this inside take this secret to the grave than to risk their reputation Um, because immediately some people might just be like, oh, they're lying because they didn't come forward immediately or to just put themselves through this level of scrutiny, especially the people who come out and identified who haven't stayed, um, hidden and made the allegations. And so it's just not a topic that I feel comfortable speaking with without having some type of uh, sexual assault, um, um, A victim, uh, not a victim, but, you know, advocate is the word I was looking for. Um, An advocate for victims or a mental health uh, professional involved in the conversation. But just to make it plain and clear for all of you listening, I wholeheartedly support anyone who feels um, that now they can come forward and share their truth. And um, it's, it's just that simple for me. Um, But I will say, you know, what I thought was interesting is that the Me Too movement, it was reported, I believe, in the last two days or so, that um, after the Golden Globe nominations came out, that a few um, women were going to uh, do a protest at the Golden Globes by choosing to wear... um, all black on the red carpet and um yeah you know i i i do think a protest of um a a protest is a a cool way to go i'm not sure that protests will be uh, impactful because i feel like many people wear black on the red carpet at these events and then is it going to be um, the A-listers? Are we going to have Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman, um Oprah Winfrey? I know she's getting a big award at the, the Golden Globes this year. And so is it, are these a huge A-listers who when they ask, what are you wearing, who are you wearing, Then they can go into a story like, I'm choosing to wear black in solidarity with the other women who are protesting the sexual assault and harassment against people within the Hollywood community. Maybe, but um, then part of me is thinking like, wouldn't it be more powerful if they just did not show up? Because even if they won the award, they still won the award. And then I'm like, well, it's not fair that they have to have their moment taken away from them. But um, then I'm like, well, isn't that the whole point of protest um, and making a statement is sacrifice? And so for me, it's like I'm kind of like I think a more powerful statement would be if these women did not show up at the Golden Globes and how that would be um, more of a powerful message versus, oh, my God, they all were black. It's like not one single woman in Hollywood showed up to accept their Golden Globe and so I don't know but that those are my thoughts on me too and what I just recently read about the Golden Globes boycott so the next thing was I got a question number two uh, what did you think of Miguel's album yeah that pause was on purpose uh <laughs> I was so looking forward to Miguel's album I think he's done um, great work. Um, I will say I was not a fan of the Wild Heart album that he released in 2015. I adored Kaleidoscope Dream that he released. I want to say in 2011 or 2012. Adored it. Um, War and Leisure is a fucking snooze fest. Uh, That's all I have to say about that. Um, I enjoyed the, 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 uh, songs that he did release. I enjoyed Skywalker and I enjoyed, um, what's the other one that I like? Shock and Awe, but I don't even think that made the album, but, um, overall, I mean, it wasn't a bad album. It just was pretty forgettable and I listened to it once and I don't think I've listened to it again. So that was pretty, uh, kind of like womp womp like Miguel I wanted so much more so much more but yeah it was a fucking snooze fest so I don't know let me know did you guys like it and you know I always go to KG I go to Kenny because he is like a music encyclopedia (laughs) he listens to anything he loves all types of music and I even asked him and I believe he responded back like yeah you know nothing stood out so yeah thanks Miguel for nothing So the third thing I wanted to talk about was the holiday season and we're, we're there. Christmas is in one week. Um, I, I'm almost done with my Christmas shopping and I will say this year is probably the first year where I did majority of my shopping online. Call me crazy, but I used to really enjoy the hustle and bustle of like getting aggravated trying to find a parking space at the mall and all of that stuff. But this year I just couldn't. I think I'm over it, so I used the convenience of online shopping and did the bulk of mine online this year, which, whew, was just so much easier. And so I got a question. Um, This is a direct question from someone, and it goes, Hey, Boonie, love the podcast. I've been noticing on your Instagram and even on the podcast how much you love Christmas. I also wanted to kind of know why you love Christmas so much And if you ever consider celebrating Kwanzaa in place of Christmas, I think you will enjoy the principles behind Kwanzaa. And I think it would be a good alternative with someone with your enthusiasm and energy behind Christmas will put that same energy behind Kwanzaa. Yours truly. Okay, they put yours truly. You trying to be my lover? (laughs) Phoenix. And so, I don't know if Phoenix is a girl or a boy. But first of all, I'm just going to say it's kind of presumptuous of you to assume that I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. And so, I'm going to try to answer all of the questions in your question. And so, first, yes, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. I love it so much. And one of the big reasons why I love Christmas so much is because my grandmother, who I've spoken about, and cried about on the podcast Uh, it was her favorite holiday and so she did it up um, you know all the trimmings a very traditional Christmas and so when she passed in 2011 you know Thanksgiving kind of fell by the wayside for my family we weren't tied to that but I just loved the energy that my grandmother had in her house around Christmas and so I vowed that I would continue that for my family and so I do and it reminds me of my grandmother I think of happy memories and so that is why I love Kwanzaa so I mean Kwanzaa Christmas so much um also I just really do like giving gifts um and it's nice to exchange them and to see people's faces light up when you thought about them and you got them a really good gift and so I just I love it all I love the decor I love the music, I love the treats. (laughs) So Christmas is just my favorite holiday, and for that reason. And now to go into Kwanzaa, um, I will say I have never actually celebrated the entire seven days of Kwanzaa. And in fact, I don't know one person that I can name who's ever celebrated in, in my circle that has ever celebrated all seven days I am well well versed in the principles of Kwanzaa, the symbols of Kwanzaa. I know the Kanara is the candle holder and you have three red candles and three black uh, three green candles and one black candle. Um, I also know the seven principles. You have Umoja, which is unity. Kudijakalia, self-determination. Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Ujama, cooperative economics. Nia is purpose. Kuumba is creativity. And Imani is faith. And no, I did not have to uh, read them. I learned them in elementary school. I went to a very small black Christian (laughs) elementary school. And they taught us the principles of Kwanzaa as well as we celebrated Christmas. And I think... I would never uh, choose Kwanzaa over Christmas. It's just not something I can do. But I do think it, um, could I celebrate Kwanzaa more? Sure. And I have a funny story. <laughs> uh, one time, one of my coworkers, uh, it, uh, it was kind of like a foot in her fucking mouth. But she called herself trying to be inclusive and making fucking assumptions. And instead of giving me a Christmas card, like she gave all the other co-workers on the team who happened to be white, she gave my black ass a Kwanzaa card. (laughs) And I embarrassed her because I'm like, oh, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. And she turned bright red, like this assumption that all African-Americans do. And while I do appreciate the principles of Kwanzaa, I think they're great. I also think it's something that instead of doing it during Kwanzaa, we should follow those principles throughout the year. And so I've done, I, you know, I do some of those things where I try to support black businesses and collective work building communities with other people who are other podcasters and other bloggers. And I'm kind of upset with myself that I feel the need to explain this to someone who I don't know, but it's all good. It's no, no ill will there. So I just kind of wanted to, um, explain that to you and it's funny right before i started recording this episode i got an invitation from one of my friends for a kwanzaa celebration which i think is a first for her (laughs) and so i'm kind of intrigued i probably i will be attending i don't have anything to do so i will be attending this and so there you go this year i'll be doing a kwanzaa celebration and a christmas celebration so phoenix i hope um that answers your question but you know if it's something more that you think i should know about kwanzaa feel free like you shot me that email you can send it to me i will be more than happy um, to look that up i know that in baltimore the reginald f lewis museum they do a really really nice kwanzaa celebration every year um i did not go the last two years but I think I went like three or four years ago I believe and so they have like an African dance troupe and they have some storytelling and performance arts and other arts and crafts um for their celebration so if um I'll look it up and I can put the link for those of you in Baltimore the Baltimore area and you want to check out that Kwanzaa celebration so Phoenix thank you uh, for listening, and then, like I said, I invite you to send in more information that you feel like I am overlooking. A couple of requests and questions um, that I got all centered around the new Netflix series, She's Gotta Have It. And I did watch it, um, I think I watched it in like two days, I binged it in an entire weekend. And I'm going to read one specific request because this one was pretty funny and I'm not surprised that people tried to make this correlation. So, uh, hey, have you watched um, the new show, She's Gotta Have It? I watched the first four episodes, just was thinking, I know Boonie has a lot to say on this one. I'm waiting on it and I hope you talk about it on the podcast. I'm sitting here thinking if Lawrence... Side note from Insecure is considered a fuck boy. Then what is Nona? I better see women dragging her ass the way they did. Lawrence, all I'm saying, laughing emoji, frustrated emoji. (laughs) So I thought that was so funny because I just knew someone um, was going to make that correlation between Nona Darling and uh, she's got to have it and Lawrence from Insecure. So if you have not watched um, the She's Gotta Have It reboot on Netflix from Spike Lee, then you might want to skip perhaps the next five or seven minutes of the podcast (laughs) and catch up at number five because it might be a few spoilers in here and I don't want anyone angry and I waited a while because it's been like three weeks since it's been out. So I feel like the people who really really wanted to watch it have probably already watched the show already and so I will say what I really liked about the show what I really enjoyed the most was the soundtrack which was absolute fire and I loved the visual that Spike Lee or whoever made that idea to show the album cover at first you know I thought it was a bit intrusive, but the more I watched the show, it didn't bother me at all. So as they were playing some songs, you know, they would flash the album cover or the single cover, which I thought was so great because it's so many times you watch a show and you're like, oh my God, I got to find this soundtrack. And I immediately went on Spotify and was able to find a, soundtrack for the show which i'll include a link in the show notes so you can just click if you have spotify or if you don't have spotify you can see what songs are on there and maybe copy and build your own playlist but i'm sure it has to be one on apple music or a title or whatever you use but that was like my favorite favorite part of the show also i love that the actress who played nona darling uh she's from baltimore So it's like, hey, Baltimore, the hometown girl, which was always um, great to see someone from your hometown shining. So that was another thing I love. I thought she did a good job in acting on the show. And if you want to know her name, she is Dewanda Wise. That is the actress uh, who plays Nona Darling. And so I think she does a uh, really, really good job in acting on the show And she's beautiful. And I love that portrait that they kept showing. The self-portrait that she painted was absolutely beautiful. And then that's going to be the other thing I love. I love the showcase of the Black arts in the episode. Um, I do believe I found an article. And I believe Dewanda Wise also on her own Instagram page. She tagged some of the artists um, whose work was used within the show. So I thought that was dope. A few things, like, the one thing I thought was too much was because they, um, it seemed like the show was trying to tackle a lot within it. And so they're trying to do the gentrification of the neighborhood. You have that aspect. You had her being a polyamorous pansexual, which I'll be honest, I had to Google what that meant. <laughs> and so it was just a lot um tackled in some of these episodes. But overall, I enjoyed the show. I think the episode that threw me the most was that Thanksgiving dinner. Was it Thanksgiving or Christmas? I don't know what the fuck that was. But how ballsy to have all three of your lovers come and break bread together. And they weren't fighting. Like, I, I didn't know what I watched. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that episode. It just, it, and then they all end up dancing and passing out on the bed. And I, 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 I um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was strange. Um, but one thing I really noticed is that how people had really strong feelings, like they absolutely loved it or they absolutely hated it. It didn't seem like there were a lot of people who floated in the middle. um, But it definitely, I thought, was a good show. Sometimes I just felt like Nona Darling lost herself in a sense. um, Where she was trying to play off of her three lovers who each gave her something different. And so that's why she enjoyed their company. Um, But sometimes it was like she annoyed me, honestly. Um, but I guess that makes her a human. <laughs> but especially in particular with the rich guy. Like, yeah, it, 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 it it, it, seemed like she struggled too much for this guy to be her sugar daddy, her protector, her provider, in a sense. And um, none of them really seemed to know the real her. Like, she kept showing, like, the representative of who she wanted them to see. And... It was um it was kind of interesting to watch that. Uh but I also will say that I will not compare her to Lawrence for this one listener because I feel like there were different situations because she was upfront with all three of her the guys about her rules and I feel like Lawrence from insecure was in a relationship and then just went just haywire like he didn't know what the fuck he wanted to do and so that's where i feel like they differ whereas though some people might see some similarities and i think the other um the other part of the show that i've really liked is it seemed timely but again you know i don't know you know spike lee's been in the business a long time so he's probably seen some things too but the whole campaign of you know I'm not your mama the sexual assault scene where she was groped and she didn't appreciate it and then Nona launched on this campaign of putting up the posters around her neighborhood in Brooklyn that was like I'm not your mama Sita I'm not your black bitch which I actually loved um that message that they were doing and how they were she was Even though she um, was so in charge of her sexual agency and she was polyamorous and just, you know, sexually liberated that once someone, you know, touched her without her permission on the street, you know, it it, uh, triggered her and it made her feel uncomfortable. And so I kind of loved that juxtaposition of her character and the storyline in which they showed and how they kept it um, as part of the show. So yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I won't say Nona Darling is a fuck girl, like Lawrence is a fuck boy. <laughs> so sorry, listener, but um I really do say that of all of the three guys, which was funny, I really only liked Mars, the goofy Mars. Um, Greer bothered me the most. And I wanna say, Jamie wasn't terrible but then you know by the end of he started out okay for me and then by the end of the season it was like what the fuck is this so Mars somehow um became my favorite and I think he is the most memorable character on the entire series honestly and um yeah sorry so I hope that answers, but let me know. I'll be curious to see what other people thought. I haven't seen much conversation about the show um, since it's opening um, launch week on Netflix. So I do think it's worth checking out. I think the episodes are like 30 minutes, so you could probably do it in a, a five or six hour span. I think it's 10 episodes. So yeah, check it out. Oh, my God. And before we wrap up this conversation, like, I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this. Like, I really, 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 really can't believe it. Oh, my God. But what really, really bothered me the most about this series was the storyline that's focused on Dollar's closest friend, Shamika. And they made that storyline a joke about her body issues and the way that society values women and their looks. And I thought that was probably the biggest, the biggest flaw of the whole series. <laughs> if you are not worried about spoilers, I'm just gonna do some little background really quick. And Shamika is one of Darling's best friends in the series, and um, she worked at a strip club, and so she was trying to become the lead, uh, or get like one of the lead shows instead of being a backup dancer at the show and um she the, the guy was pretty much like no you don't have it you don't have it so you see her she confesses to nola one day like how she has body image issues and blah 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 and so she goes and gets um butt injections in a motel from this lady who is clearly not qualified And that was the most horrific thing. I literally was cringing. I couldn't look at the TV. They exploited the pain of that girl for then to have her arc of her storyline become a big joke. And it, it became physical comedy when you were talking about the use and the perceived notion of how women are perceived as sexy and she's literally dancing on stage and her she keeps going back for ass shots. And her ass is humongous that she literally trips and falls and her ass exploded. Like, no lie. Like, whatever the fuck the lady was injecting in her booty just went... It, it just flew everywhere. And it was kind of like... What? Like, I thought that was the biggest fuck-up of the whole series was that they literally used that storyline to have them explode in such a manner they made her receiving them so painful and hard to watch and they made the arc of her storyline this physical comedy that was kind of cringeworthy but laughable and then she went to the hospital and that was literally it like (laughs) we never really saw her again it wasn't any mention of her again I think Nona went to the hospital once and that literally was like fucking it and I thought they botched that completely. They could have done so much more there. But to to, to use that um, imagery and to use that character like that was such a shame. And so that was literally the biggest downfall of that entire series for me. All right. So number five, last one. Uh, Boonie, I loved your last episode, episode 41. And happy birthday to you. But you mentioned one of your goals that you were considering for 2018 in year 33 was to date with intention. And I'm not sure what that means. Could you elaborate on dating with intention? All right. So what that means for me, hold on, let me tell you, let me say this first. I am not no relationship expert. <laughs> Far from it. So do not take this as the gospel, but this is what I'm going to work on for myself. And what I mean by that is I'm going to actually put energy and thought behind dating. Right now, I do not. Um, I just kind of go with the flow. Um, if I, You know, I just really haven't been interested in it for a few months. So I haven't. And um, not to say that I haven't been asked out or people have inquired about going on dates. But I just really haven't been interested in it. And so I haven't gone out. And I'm... Think it's time <laughs> that I kind of want to get back out there and start dating again, and dating with intention. So I want to put the energy behind it and be thoughtful in the type of person I want to date and in the type of dater that I want to be. Um, I want to be really intentful um, on exactly what I'm trying to pursue. Um, and understand that it's no such thing really as rejection. It's just that um, we didn't work out, and you're looking for someone who is a compatible match for you. So you didn't reject me, and I didn't reject you. It's just, shit ain't work. So move on to the next one, and to not hold on to things longer than I should just because you want to be with someone, you want to enjoy someone's company. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me in dating with intention and it's probably going to be the hardest thing for me to do um you have to lead with your heart and sometimes you have to be vulnerable in dating and that makes me very uncomfortable and it makes me very anxious because it feels like I'm giving up my strength um when I'm open and I'm vulnerable um (laughs) and so um I feel like in order to make a romantic connection, um, I'm going to have to kind of let that guard down a little bit, which frightens the fuck out of me. Okay, so I'm going to be very honest in that. And so for me to set the goal and move into the space that I want to date intentionally could be a big monumental shift for me. Okay, so I can honestly say probably never in my life have I done that. Um, I'll be honest. I like to have sex with people, not that I'm a whore or whatever someone can say is a whore, but I do, I like the physical company of a man. (laughs) And so, um, generally a lot of the times it might not even be the guy's fault that it didn't work out. I know sometimes it's me. It's like, I can re, um, retreat it starts to feel right I start to feel weird I start to feel weak because I start to get vulnerable and so I'm like oh fuck that I'm good I'm not over it I'm gonna go to the next person and so kind of put myself in the space where I enjoy the process because I don't like dating it's very weird to me to be um opening myself up to people as I get to know them and so to do that frequently to make a connection that's going to be a lot of work for me. And so that is what I mean when I say date with intention. And again, I'm going to say I am not a relationship expert, um, but I know these things and I have the self-awareness and emotional intelligence to know that these are things that I need to work on if I am willing to make a connection with someone else. And so, yes, that is what I mean. All right, so that's it for me, guys. I want to thank each of you for always sending in your responses, sending in your comments and your questions. It's so much fun going through them and answering. So I appreciate you guys for doing that because you helped me with the kind of providing you with the content that you want to listen to. So thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening to episode 42 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other app that you love listening to your favorite podcasts on. And if the Boonie Breakdown podcast is a favorite podcast of yours, don't forget to leave a review too. You might just hear your review on the next episode of the Boonie Breakdown. You can leave those reviews in Apple Podcasts. You can leave them on our Facebook page or whatever podcast listening app that you choose. Follow us on social media. We're Facebook and Instagram, The Booney Breakdown, Twitter, Booney Breakdown. Share the episodes with you, love, and you know you can share those with your loved ones and you can share them with the people that you don't love either. <laughs> uh, use the audiograms that I make, the images I make, and feel free, just tag us. So I hope you have a dope ass week, guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time.